Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Chapter 1, verses 38 to 49. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. During those days, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zachariah and greeted Elizabeth. The infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be the Lord Jesus Christ. Please be seated. My dear sisters and brothers, let me ask you a question, especially to the housewives here. You take a glass of water and you put two spoonful sugar into that glass of water. Will the water be sweet? Will the water be sweet? Yes or no? Yes. What about the men here? Will the water be sweet? No. So how do you manage at home? Well, the fact is, the water will not be sweet. For the water to become sweet, you need to stir the water. When you stir the water, all the molecules of sugar will become part of the molecules of water. That's when the water becomes sweet. Perhaps that is what happens in our life. 
the Holy Spirit is given to us. To all of us at the moment of baptism. And whenever we received a sacrament, that anointing of the Holy Spirit became fresh in us. And yet, we are not able to feel the peace of the Holy Spirit. We are not able to feel the joy of the Holy Spirit. We are not able to feel the power of the Holy Spirit. At a moment of temptation, when there is an evil pleasure offered to us, we begin to reach out to that evil pleasure or unholy gain. We are not able to feel the power of the Holy Spirit to say no to sin. When there is a problem of failure in our life, we become so distressed and frustrated. We are not able to feel the peace of the Holy Spirit. When someone strikes me on the right cheek, what did Jesus say? When someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other as well. Are we able to do it? When someone shouts at me, my natural reaction is to shout back. Scream back at him, at her, because we are not able to feel the power of the love of the Holy Spirit. When we go to meet a sick person, what do we do? A person is sick. We are not able to feel the necessity to pray. To pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. All because we are not able to experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And therefore, we need to learn today in the presence of Jesus to make our life, our response to the will and word of God. Hallelujah. Shall all of us raise our hands and say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Mother Mary will teach us how to make a life, a life of waiting and praying for the Holy Spirit. Mother Mary was given a message from the angel, from God, that she would conceive and bear a son. When that message came to her, three things happened to her. One, she did not know what it all meant. A girl, 18, 19 years old, getting a message that she would conceive and bear a son. What does it all mean? She did not understand anything. Two, she did not know how that would happen because she was betrothed, yes, to Joseph, but they were not living together. 
when they were not living together how could she conceive and bear a son she did not know how that would happen three she was deeply troubled and the gospel tells us she was deeply troubled why was she troubled because she could be stoned to death she was betrothed to joseph if she was found to be with child she could be stoned to death you know today a 19 20 year old girl comes and tells you papa mama i am pregnant it is of the holy spirit will you believe that no if today we will not believe this what about the time of mother mary she would be stoned to death she was deeply distressed three things that happened to her and that's when the angel promised the holy spirit the holy spirit will come upon you the power of the most high will overshadow you and she opened her heart hiramai your hand made let it be done to me according to your word she opened her heart to god the holy spirit anointed her when the holy spirit anointed her three things happened to her one she understood everything what did she understand the angel said this is the plan of god for her life as you know the jewish nation was waiting for a savior the angel told her very clearly she was chosen she was chosen by god to be the mother of the savior of the world what would be conceived in her would be of the holy spirit therefore she knew she was chosen she was chosen to be a special instrument in the hands of god and this was the unfolding of the plan of god two she also realized that the power of the holy spirit would be given to her she would conceive and bear a son not in the normal usual human way but in the divine way god's own power would come upon her so first the light was given to her two the power was given to her three she began to rejoice great joy she began to rejoice she began to sing my soul rejoices in god my savior she began to rejoice three things happened to her she was comforted in the comfort of the holy spirit she was able to rejoice three things that happened to her the light of understanding was given to her the power of the holy spirit was given to her great comfort came into her heart 
incidentally my dear sisters and brothers when jesus spoke of the holy spirit during his public ministry this is what jesus said that three things will happen to us when the holy spirit comes upon us jesus explains it by telling us that there are three names to the holy spirit jesus gives three names to the holy spirit the name in the bible is very significant the name would signify the nature of the person if you know the name of a person you would know what that person would do three names are given to the holy spirit means there are three functions given to the holy spirit three functions in our life one john chapter 16 john chapter 16 verse 13 the name the holy spirit jesus said will be the spirit of truth as the spirit of truth what will the holy spirit do the holy spirit will lead you to the whole truth the first name and the first function of the holy spirit john chapter 16 verse 13 the holy spirit will be the spirit of truth as the spirit of truth the holy spirit will lead you to the whole truth number 2 luke chapter 24 luke chapter 24 verse 49 acts chapter 1 verse 7 and 8 the holy spirit will be the power from above power from above divine power god's own power that will descend into us as the power from above what will the holy spirit do the holy spirit will make everything possible for us we will be empowered by the holy spirit to fulfill god's plan in this world 3 john chapter 16 verse 7 John chapter 16 verse 7 the holy spirit is the comforter as the comforter what will the holy spirit do the holy spirit will comfort us as in paul tells us in second corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 on verse the comfort with which god comforts us that comfort we want to give you the comfort of the holy spirit three names and three functions of the holy spirit let me explain to you in short my dear sisters and brothers this day to day function and relevance of the holy spirit in our life because we are very much men and women of this world we act and we react according to the situations and circumstances we do not wait and pray what is god to do what's god's will what's god's will for my life we do not wait and pray but when we take a little time and wait and pray 
in every situation of our life god is speaking god is speaking to us and god is giving us the power to do his will and god is comforting us all the time and therefore we need to wait and pray to understand god's will to get the power of the holy spirit to fulfill god's will and to be comforted by the power of the spirit first john chapter 16 verse 13 the holy spirit is the spirit of light as the spirit of light what will the holy spirit do the spirit of truth what will the holy spirit do the holy spirit will lead us to the whole truth jesus said the whole truth my dear sisters and brothers what's the whole truth about anything whole truth about anything unfortunately we are satisfied with partial truths that's all that's all what we know by our intellect partial truths someone shouts at me and immediately i conclude he wants to hurt me he wants to hurt me and therefore i react hurting him back my reaction is in the light of a partial truth perhaps there's more to it and that's what we are waiting for for the holy spirit to reveal to us this a failure why did i fail because someone wanted me to fail i become angry and depressed i immediately allow negative reactions and emotions to overpower my heart no i need to wait and pray for the whole truth what's the whole truth about anything the whole truth about anything is god's plan god's plan for us none of us is born by chance and nothing happens to us by accident everything that happens to us is according to a plan of god jeremiah 29 11 ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 everything happening to us is according to a plan of god i have a plan god said i have a plan in my mind for your prosperity for your good future so everything happening to us is according to a plan of god everything happening to us a failure it is an unfolding of the plan of god a temptation It's an unfolding of the plan of God. A success, it's an unfolding of the plan of God. And therefore, everything happening to me, I need to refer to God's plan. And God's plan will be revealed only by the Holy Spirit. Often we rush into conclusions. And our conclusions and our emotions depend on partial truths. and therefore we are not able to understand god's plan for our life but 
when we wait and pray for the Holy Spirit to descend upon us, the Spirit of Truth will reveal to us the whole truth. Hallelujah. Shall all of us raise our hands and say hallelujah? Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. The whole truth. Let me give you a testimony. A man came here. He told me, Father, I have everything of this world. I'm a rich man, a successful businessman. I have a host of friends, a lot of political clout. I can get everything done on this earth. But, Father, the one thing that I always wanted, God has denied to me. I don't have a child. I'm married 11 years now. I have a wonderful wife. I don't have a child. If God did not want to give me a child, then why did God give me a wife? I said, good question. But you are asking the wrong person. If God gave you a wife, you must ask God, why did you not give me a child? But I told him, this arrogance of riches will not go with God. Be humble. Be lowly. Be a servant as Mother Mary was. It is only the servants of God, servants and handmaids of God who will understand God's plan. Enter the retreat with the humility, with the humility of a servant, of a handmaid, waiting upon God, not shouting at God, waiting upon God to know God's will. He was shaken up. He thought, he could get everything done in the aura of his riches. I told him, what can riches achieve in this world? Your own life is a manifestation of that truth. Well, I prayed for him. He said, Father, I really want to wait and pray. I want to know the truth. Understand God's plan for me. He entered the retreat. I prayed for him. Every day I prayed for him. At the end of the retreat, he came back to me. He looked much more humble, much more serene, much more peaceful. He said to me, Father, now I praise God. Now I praise God that God has not given me a child yet. I asked him why. He said, Father, God did not give me a child 
because I was not prepared to be a father, a dad. I had riches, yes. Success, yes. Friends, yes. I did not have my God with me. I did not know who God is. I did not know how to pray. If God had given me a child, I would have made a mess of the life of that child. In my family, every other day a party to please political friends. My house was not a house of prayer. I did not sit with my wife and pray. I did not know God. I did not know how to pray. I would have never been able to bring up that child as God's own child. I would have made the child a man, a woman of this world. And that's why God knew better. God did not give me a child. Moreover, if after marriage I had got a child, I would have said, everybody gets a child after marriage. I also got a child. What's the big thing about it? I would have taken that child for granted. I would have never appreciated the value, the beauty of a child. Now, Father, I am ready. I understand the mystery of life. I understand the love of my God. I'm waiting for God to bless me. He became very humble before God, a servant of God, ready to do God's will. I prayed for him. We prayed together. Sure enough, two years after, he came back. And there was a baby in his hands. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My dear sisters and brothers, have you thought of it? Why is it miracles are not happening to us? Why is it that miracles are not happening in our lives? Only because of one reason, not because a God is not a God of miracles. God said, my hands are not shortened that I cannot save you. My ears are not grown dull that I cannot answer your prayer. God said it, God is a God of miracles. But then why is it that we are not able to experience God's miraculous interventions into our life? Only because of one reason. We do not become servants and handmaids of God. We are puffed up with our own ego. I want my way. We pray, of course. If God answers my prayer, fine. If God does not answer, answer my prayer, I have other alternatives. We have other alternatives. Even when we pray, we do not become servants and handmaids of God. When did the miracle take place at Cana in that marriage banquet? When the family was ready 
to become a servant of God. There's a problem. Wine jars became empty. Nobody knew where to turn to. Mother Mary turned to Jesus. They have no wine. She turned the whole family to Jesus. Do what he tells you to. And everyone was ready in the family to do the will of God. The word servant is being used again and again. The whole family was ready to do God's will. And that's when the miracle took place. You know, it's very strange. Jesus said, bring the jars over here to the banquet hall. I'm sure everybody would have wondered why the water jars in the banquet hall. There are big jars, water jars, kept outside the house. When the guests come, they could wash their feet before they entered the banquet hall. Therefore, the, the, the jars are kept outside the banquet hall. The jars have become irrelevant. Once everyone, everyone is seated. But Jesus said, fill the jars with water. Again, why water? In the banquet hall. Water has no purpose in the banquet hall because the guests are seated and nobody served water with the food. It is wine that was served. And yet, the family became a servant. Family obeyed, poured water. Then Jesus said, take some out to this head waiter. But what's the purpose? of water to the head waiter. The head waiter is worried. There's no wine. And Jesus says, give him the water. But they obeyed. They gave him the water. But that water was already turned to wine. Hallelujah. Shall all of us raise our hands and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. My dear sisters and brothers, this is what it means to become a servant of God. Two things make us servants. One, to be attentive to the word of God. A servant is always attentive to the word of the master. That's what a servant is. Always waiting upon the master to listen to what the master or the mistress has to say. Two, a servant is always ready to do the will of the master, of the mistress. And that's what the family at Cana became. That's what Mother Mary became. That's what Mother Mary taught the family to be, to become servants and handmaids of God. What happened to the prodigal son? Luke chapter 15, prodigal son. He wanted to be the master of his life, right? He told the father, I don't want you, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want anything to do with you. I want to mold my destiny. I will be my own master. I don't want anyone above me. And he grabbed 
all the riches from the father and he went to make his own decisions about his future when he wanted to become the master of his life he ended up where he ended up in the big sty that's where he ended up he lost everything he lost everything when we deny the lordship of god we end up in big sty in dirt in the dirt of sin that's what sin is in the misery of sin that's where he ended up in he lost everything that's when he thought of the servants in his family in my father's house there are many servants much better off than me in this big sty i'm not worthy to be called a son treat me treat me as one of your servants he became the servant and when he decided to become the servant he became the son the father held him tight as he returned he returned into the father's arms the father held him tight and the father gave him everything of the son he was given a ring on his finger the right of sonship was given back to him he was given a mantle over his body the honor of the family was given back to him he was given sandals on his feet it is only the sons and daughters who wore the sandals in the house not servants and the right of inheritance was restored to him everything lost in sin was given back at one moment he became a son in fact more than a son right that's what the complaint of the elder son was the elder son's complaint you never loved me as much as you love this younger son who lost everything my dear sisters and brothers we learn a lesson to be anointed by the holy spirit we must wait and pray become servants and handmaids that's what mother mary taught the apostles acts chapter 1 the apostles were in the upper room with mother mary in one heart one heart the apostles were with mother mary clearly mentioned in the bible in the upper room what did mother mary taught the apostles mother mary taught the apostles to be servants of god train them to be servants of god that's when the holy spirit came and saint peter said this is the fulfillment of the prophecy on the last day i will pour out my spirit on my servants and handmaids on my servants and handmaids what's the last day 
Does it mean end of times? No. The last day is the day I stop living my life. I end my life. I give my life in the hands of my God for God to live in me. As St. Paul said, not I, but Christ lives in me. That's the last day of my life. I stop living. I stop deciding. I stop everything of my life. I accept my Jesus as my master. The last day they were anointed by the Holy Spirit. My dear sisters and brothers today, let us learn this. Before we make a decision, we are always in a hurry, right? We're always in a hurry. And hurry is always a waste. When there's a problem, when, strikes, when someone strikes me on my cheek, I'm in a hurry. I'm, I'm, I'm reacting. Why did he strike me? He has no right to strike me. I rush into conclusions. I strike back. I'm in a hurry. When someone hurts me, I'm in a hurry to hurt back. No. I wait and pray for the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit to descend upon me, to know God's will. I'm hurt. What am I to do when I am hurt by my husband, by my father-in-law, by my mother-in-law, by my family members? When I am hurt, I wait and pray, Lord, reveal to me your plan. This has something to do with your plan for my life. Wait and pray. Before I start a business, wait with my wife, with my husband. Wait and pray. It's a family thing. Wait and pray. The whole family praying together. Wait and pray. We often go and ask for advice from others. And there are some people closing their eyes and giving advice, message. Easily give messages. Don't be misled. Some of these people are deceptive. I want to warn you. People say, Father, I started a business, a big business. I, I put all my money into that business. What happened? The business is broken, gone, Father. Why did you start that business? A brother who prays asked me to start that business. I told him, go and ask that brother. It is you who should be praying. You and your wife together. You and your husband together. You must be praying, waiting upon God. These brothers and sisters who give messages, we run towards them. And often we are deceived. I tell you, my dear sisters and brothers, there's a priest in your parish, haven't you? A priest in your parish. You need to go and pray with him. This is a man trained. This is a man trained. Anointed by the Holy Spirit. 
go and pray with him and do not be deceived by the so called brothers and sisters my dear sisters and brothers it is when i start a business it is me in front of god i need to wait upon god until i get a confirmation and if you want to consult consult mature people trained people people of prayer but then but then when you take such messages be sure you are not misled if all these messages were correct it is enough to choose a pope it's it's easy to choose a pope no why cardinals gathered together for the conclave it's enough to call brother come who must be the pope who must be the bishop of this diocese and therefore my dear sisters and brothers we need to be prudent we need to be prudent a message given from the bible could be a correct message i am in distress i asked and i prayed and i got a message of consolation from the bible fine but how to start a business where to start a business which which business to start these things are not message content it is you who must be praying you who who must be praying and waiting upon god hallelujah shall all of us raise our hands and say hallelujah thank you jesus praise you jesus the second name given to the holy spirit the second name jesus said the holy spirit is the power from above power from above as the power from above the holy spirit has two streams of powers two streams of powers one the stream of the fruits of the holy spirit galatians chapter 5 galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 fruits love and peace and joy and patience and kindness and goodness and self control faithfulness and gentleness these are powers called fruits because these are manifestations of the presence of the holy spirit if there is genuine joy and peace in a person you are sure that person is of the holy spirit that peace is a power power of the holy spirit descending upon that person and what we need to do is to be waiting and praying in a moment of distress wait and pray for the peace and joy of the holy spirit in a moment of anger wait and pray for the power of love what's more powerful love or hatred what's more powerful love or hatred love In the moment when someone shouts at me i pray for the power of love 
I cannot be reacting in anger. I must be responding in love. And love is a power. The power of the Holy Spirit. When I'm tempted, when I'm tempted, I must be waiting and praying for the power of self-control to say no, no, no. That's not my way. That's not my way. Jesus said, get behind me. Satan, it's not my way. I want to go God's, God's way, the power of self-control. My dear sisters and brothers, this is the stream of the powers, one stream of the powers of the Holy Spirit. The other stream, the other stream of the power of the Holy Spirit, it's the stream of the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit. Charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12, the gift of prophecy, the gift of word of knowledge, the gift of preaching, the gift of prayer, all these gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of healing. These gifts are given to everyone. These are gifts. That means it's not my merit. Nobody's merit. It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You must be preaching, giving the word to others. You must be healing, praying for those who are sick. It's not I who heal. No, none of us can. It's God who heals. I obey Jesus. Jesus said, lay your hand on the sick and pray. That's all what I do, what we should be doing. Lay your hand on the sick and pray. And the promise is the sick will be healed. What do we do when we go to visit a sick person? What do we do? We crack jokes, yeah? We have ready-made jokes. There's a cancer patient lying there on the bed. After chemotherapy, the person is all upset. He's all tired. This man is lying on the bed. Three, four of you, you go there and sit there and crack jokes, political jokes and all sorts of jokes. If that person could raise his leg, he would kick you out of that room. You want to make him happy by cracking jokes. This man is sick. The one thing you must be doing is to pray. Pray with the word of God. Pray for that person. In all meekness. You know, some people, some people make all sorts of justice. Uh, someone said, ah, Holy Spirit is coming. They begin to shiver. Holy Spirit is not shivering. Holy Spirit is coming. Then they roll on the ground. That's not the Holy Spirit. It's a hallucination happening there. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace. Spirit of love. A spirit of joy, the spirit of power, enabling me to face my temptations, the Holy Spirit flows into us. And therefore, these two streams of the Holy Spirit, streams of powers, the power of charismatic gifts and the powers of, of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That is the second name of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, power from above. The third name of the Holy Spirit, 
John chapter 16 verse 7 the Holy Spirit is the comforter as the comforter what the Holy Spirit does the Holy Spirit fills us with heavenly comfort mother Mary she was deeply troubled in the beginning but when the Holy Spirit came upon her she began to rejoice because she was so comforted she began to rejoice and praise God and wherever she went her joy became contagious Elizabeth began to rejoice and praise God even the baby in the womb of Elizabeth began to leap dance for joy we become we become channels of joy of heavenly comfort filling our hearts we are told Acts chapter 5 Acts chapter 5 verses 40 and 41 Peter and John were flogged at the pillar in the jail you know this Roman flogging is terrible they were flogged at the pillar and they were bruised all over the body every cell was bruised and burning with pain and Peter and John came out they were not complaining they were not angry you know some of us say I went for a retreat look at this I met with an accident I went for a retreat when 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 I came back there's a problem in the house no no Peter and John they went to Sanhedrin the highest council of the Jews and they preached that Jesus is the Lord and Savior they preached and what did they get back they were flogged body burning with pain but Peter and John were rejoicing with the heavenly comfort Acts chapter 5 verses 40 41 they were rejoicing because they were found worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name of Jesus they were rejoicing my dear sisters and brothers there will be problems in our we will have to suffer persecution in my family, in my neighborhood, in my parish. Because I live for Jesus, I could be isolated. And people could speak all sorts of things against us. But we should never lose hope. The comfort of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the comforter. And therefore, my dear sisters and brothers, the three names and the three functions of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, leading us to the whole truth. The Holy Spirit, the power from above, the powers of the fruits and gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, enabling us to rejoice at every situation of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus.